welcome back to our podcast, My Sisters TBR. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Stacy, and we're two sisters co-hosting a bookish podcast. We'll be talking about our past, current, and future reads. And some of the news we picked up along the way. Yeah, okay. Excellent. And speaking of the news that we picked up along the way. <laughs> oh my god, I literally took a quick peek into what you had typed up. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Oh, so you didn't oh, read all of it? You just... No. I like it be- to be a surprise. I know. <laughs> oh, thank God. I'm so excited for this. Um, Kate Stewart announced a Dom point of view novella. Okay. Is it a novella or is it... That's what she announced. Okay. That's what she announced. Ago. But it's actually going to be a full length novel. So that's going to be four books in that series then. Uh, I don't know. Would it be considered part of that series or would it be like a standalone? Yeah, it might be kind of separate. I don't know. I would assume she would end up including that in the series. Uh, maybe not, though, because I'm pretty sure. Isn't it called Ravenhood Trilogy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's those brain cells working together. <laughs> I'll tell you, okay. it takes the two of us. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm so excited for that because like. I know he's got a special place in all of our hearts. And we can't talk about it because that is such a big uh, spoiler. Yeah. yeah. But, oh my gosh, that that book is going to be incredible. I just know it. She could literally write absolute garbage and I'll still be like, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But... Yeah, we need more backstory on Dom, so that's going to be really, really nice. Yeah, like, she touched on his backstory. Oh, I almost just gave a big spoiler. Uh, (laughs) In the books. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it would be nice to get a full, just just more Dom. Just give us more Dom. The world needs it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what else do we have? Uh, Okay, so this is, like, a double whammy for me. I found this out, and... Both of which I had no idea about. So The Beach Read by Emily Henry is being made by 20th Century Studios with original film producing. Yulin Kuang is writing the script and will be directing the Beach Read movie. And apparently it's in really good hands because she also wrote the script for People We Meet on Vacation. Which is also another Emily Henry novel. That was the first one I read by her. Yeah. But I I had no idea that that was... Yeah, I had no clue that that was being done as well so that's two of emily henry's novels coming to screen but didn't she only just release the beach read because i've been seeing a lot of the beach read lately and i that's why i assumed that it was new Mm -hmm. no it's it was uh released may 19th 2020 oh dear okay yeah so it is a couple years old uh the newest one by emily henry was happy place that was the one that we just talked about back in April, maybe? Yes. Yeah, April. Okay, um, so what book of hers do I have? Uh, did you have... Oh, Book Lovers. Book Lovers. Okay. Book lovers. That was so good. That was, like, one of our tops for last year. I need to... I need to read that, because I haven't read it yet. You haven't read Book Lovers? No. You started it. I started it. Yeah. Yeah. But I know, I know it's... that I'll fall in love with it, because... Yeah. He's an editor. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. Okay. So anyways, Beach Read is about Augustus Everett. 
He's a literary fiction author. And January Andrews, who's a best-selling romance writer. They're total polar opposites. Uh, they're both living in neighboring beach houses, broken, struggling with writer's block. One evening, they make a deal to force themselves out of their creative ruts. Augustus will write something happy, and January will pen the next great American novel. They'll take each other on field trips, and everyone will finish a book, and no one will fall in love. Really? Okay. Yay! Okay. So I love, like, the whole opposites, you know, obviously attract. <laughs> that sounds so cute. Okay, I need yeah. to get that. I Because I've seen yeah. a lot of people reading Beach Read, but I just never... You know what I'm like. I don't like looking up synopsis. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it would help you get invested yeah. in a story, I think. It definitely would because now I'm like, I'm so invested in that. Oh, what do we have next? The Perfect Find by Tia Williams. Oh, I haven't heard of this one either, actually. Uh, starring Gabrielle Union, Keith Powers, and Gina Torres is on Netflix on June 23rd. I, yeah, I haven't heard of this one. The Perfect Find. Interesting. It sounds really good. So the Perfect Find plot is, oh my God, Jenna Jones. Right? <laughs> one of my besties from high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, Jenna Jones, a 40-year-old former fashion editor, is going through a tough time. She has been dumped, is jobless, and her bank account is dwindling. When she gets a new job, she falls for Eric Combs her much younger co-worker, and her boss's son. Jenna must decide if the secret relationship is worth jeopardizing her comeback. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is opposite from what, like, we would have read something along the lines of a younger and then the older, like, CEO or whatever, right? <laughs> so this is like, oh, it's the reverse age gap. And I, I haven't read a reverse age gap before, so... Miss Jenna Jones is a cougar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Okay. I feel like we have so many movies and shows yeah. that we need to catch up on now. 100%. With like the new releases coming out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a few. Like I knocked out a few of them. So we'll have to do a dedicated episode for when we watch like a TV adaptation of a book. And then just compile it all into one episode hmm oh my i think that's a really good idea so the new releases that i came up with for this month they're all pretty good i think there's a few of them uh first one is a new one by ali hazelwood how why do i know that name what else has she written you had her book uh the love hypothesis oh, yeah so this is love theoretically by ali hazelwood uh, it's another romance. The release date is June 13th, so we're a couple days past, if anybody finds it out in the wild. <laughs> uh, the plot is, the many lives of theoretical physicist Elsie Hannaway have finally caught up with her. By day, she's an adjunct professor toiling away at grading labs and teaching thermodynamics in the hopes of landing tenor. By other day, Elsie makes up for her non-existent paycheck by offering her services as a fake girlfriend, tapping into her expertly honed people-pleasing skills to embody whichever version of herself the client needs. Honestly, it's a pretty sweet gig until her carefully constructed Elsie verse comes crashing down because Jack Smith, the annoyingly attractive and broody older brother of her favorite client... Mm turns out to be the cold-hearted experimental physicist who ruined her mentor's career and undermined the reputation of theorists everywhere. 
and that same Jack who now sits on the hiring committee at MIT, right between Elsie and her dream job. Elsie is prepared for an all-out war of scholarly sabotage, but those long, penetrating looks, not having to be anything other than her true self when she's with him, will falling into an experimentalist orbit finally tempt her to put her most guarded theories on love into practice. Oh, dear. There were so many big words in that. <laughs> I feel I feel smarter already just reading the plot. I know all about this the thermodynamics. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. And it's just that that trope again with yeah, like the enemies to enemies lovers. to lovers. Mm, yeah. That is like and the the fake dating. I've brought up fake dating so much that like is not normally one I go after because there's a lot of miscommunication there. Yeah, yeah, but this sounds like it's so different because she's actually like hired as the fake girlfriend or whatever. Yep. So I think I think that would go pretty. Good. I think that's gonna be good. Yeah. What's next? Um, the next one is The Seven Year Slip by Ashley Poston. This is the same author of The Dead Romantics. This comes out on June 27th. And again, of course, it's a romance. So the plot. Sometimes the worst day of your life happens and you have to figure out how to live after it. So Clementine forms a plan to keep her heart safe. Stay busy, work hard, find someone decent to love, and try to remember to chase the moon. The last one is silly and obviously metaphorical, but her aunt always told her that you needed at least one big dream to keep going. And for the last year, that plan has gone off without a hitch. Mostly. The love part is hard because she doesn't want to get too close to anyone. She isn't sure her heart can take it. And then she finds a strange man standing in the kitchen of her late aunt's apartment. A man with kind eyes and a southern drawl and a taste for lemon pies. Oh, that makes me think of key lime pies. I know. <laughs> well. Just keep reading. Oh, good. Just keep reading. Good God. Uh, the kind of man that, before it all, she would have fallen head over heels for, and she might again. Except he exists in the past, seven years ago, to be exact, and she, quite literally, lives seven years in his future. Her aunt always said the apartment was a pitch in time, a place where moments blended together like watercolors, and Clementine knows that if she lets her heart fall, she'll be doomed. After all, love is never a matter of time, but a matter of timing. Oh my god, is this going to be another pen pal? By the sounds of it, it's going to be something like that. Rip our heart out again? I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's there's a good chance. Um, but I thought that was so such an interesting idea that he's in the past seeing her from the future. She's in the future seeing him from the past. Like so, whose timeline I wonder is actually correct? But I am all for like 100. percent Me too. This. Oh, oh my god! And like, yeah, I like the name too. The seven year slip. That's yeah. I'm not ready. No, that's well. going to hurt. Okay, what's next? Next, we have a domestic thriller. Oh. We are jumping off the romance train a little bit. Yeah, big time. <laughs> the Whispers by Ashley Audrain. Uh, June 6th, so it was out a little while ago. One morning on Harlow Lane, four families' lives are changed forever. Whitney Loverly can only sit by her son's hospital bed after he falls from his bedroom window in the middle of the night. She refuses to speak to anyone. 
Back at home, the Loverly's neighbors must reckon with their own roles in the tragedy. Their selfless best friends who live across the street, the ambitious Goldsteins, who desperately want a family of their own, and the quiet elderly couple who spend their days people-watching on the front porch. But what happens next, when over the course of a week, the hidden and explosive truths that connect these families must come out. Exploring envy, motherhood, and the intuitions that we that we silence. This is a novel that asks what happens when good people make bad choices. Oh, hey, damn. Feels like that one's going to tug on the heart a bit, too. <clears throat> so next is 100 Places to See After You Die, A Travel Guide to the Afterlife by Ken Jennings. This came out on June 13th. Okay, so from New York Times bestselling author, legendary Jeopardy champion, and host Ken Jennings comes a hilarious travel guide to the afterlife, exploring destinations to die for from literature, mythology, and pop culture ranging from Dante's Inferno to Hades Town to NBC's The Good Place. Ever wonder which circles of Dante's Inferno have the nicest accommodations? Where's the best place to grab a bite to eat in the ancient Egyptian underworld? How does one dress like a local in the heavenly palace of Hinduism's Lord Vishnu? Or avoid the flesh-eating river serpents in the Klingon afterlife? What hidden treasures can be found off the beaten paths in Hades, Valhalla, or NBC's The Good Place? Find answers to all of those questions and more about the world plural <laughs> to come in this eternally entertaining book from ken jennings 100 places to see after you die is written in the style of iconic best-selling travel guides but instead of recommending must-see destinations in mexico thailand or rome jennings outlines journeys through the afterlife as dreamed up over 5,000 years of human history by our greatest prophets poets mystics artists and tv showrunners dang that's pretty neat idea <laughs> okay i understand what you mean now yeah. like because it's it's not really non-fiction because mm-hmm. it is fiction but it's done up to be like non-fiction <laughs> okay i think that's gonna be actually really really interesting and the good place that's a that's a tv show right yeah that's the one with Kristen bell oh yeah, yeah. yep and she's like yeah I think I remember that. I haven't watched it, but I remember seeing something about it. Hmm. That's different. Yeah. What do we have next? Going by Coastal by Dahlia Adler. That's out June 13th, and it's a YA romance and LGBTQ+. Natalia Fox has 24 hours to make the biggest choice of her life. Stay home in New York City for the summer with her dad and finally screw up the courage to talk to the girl she's been crushing on or spend it with her basically estranged mom in L.A., knowing this is the best chance she has to fix a relationship if she even wants to. Does she want to? How's a girl supposed to choose? She can't. And so both summers play out in alternating timelines, one in which Natalia explores a city, tries to repair things with her mom, works on figuring out her future, and goes for the girl she's always wanted, and one in which Natalia explores a city, tries to repair things with her mom, works on figuring out her future, and goes for the guy she never saw coming. Oh. Whoa. Okay. So a multi-timeline book. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yep. And I feel like there's going to be some twists there. Some plot twists. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I like that. That just sounds like it's going to be really cute. Definitely. 
one last release. Um, so this is The Spare Room by Andrea Bartz. This came out June 20th, or is coming out June 20th. This is a psychological thriller. After reading Dark Places, I want to read more thrillers now. Mm-hmm. I know. I completely yeah. agree. I got, like, a taste for it now, and, like, that was very dark, but I want to read more. Plot. Kelly's new life in Philadelphia has turned into a nightmare. She's friendless and jobless, and the lockdown has her trapped in a tiny apartment with the man she gave up everything for, who's just called off their wedding. The only bright spot is her newly rekindled friendship with her childhood friend, Sabrina, now a glamorous best-selling author with a handsome, high-powered husband. When Sabrina and Nathan offer Kelly an escape hatch, volunteering the spare room of their remote Virginia mansion, she jumps at the chance to run away from her old life. There, Kelly secretly finds herself falling for both her enchanting hosts, until one night, a wild and unexpected threesome leads the couple to open their marriage for her. At first, Kelly loves being part of this risque new world, but when she discovers that the last woman they invited into their marriage is missing, she starts to wonder if they could be dangerous, dot, 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 and if she might be next. Holy crap. Oh, I was not expecting that. Oh. <laughs> like, that was my first time reading down through that. I was not expecting that. No. Okay, so I feel like that's going to, there's there might be a little bit of spice in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be graphic like that. Mm. I guess we will find out. Uh, out of those, what do you think you're most likely? Honestly, 100%, the seven-year slip. I was just going to say that. That would be my pick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm literally going to reorder that on my Kindle if I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm ready to get my heart smashed again. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. I'm ready. Have you read The Dead Romantics? No. No. I actually haven't even heard of that author. Yeah. Me neither. So... That'll be interesting. Mm, oh, I cannot wait. Oh, my God. Um, so what are you reading now anyway? Uh, I have, There's a lot because I have been back and forth between, like, a bunch of different books. I'm still reading The Coach, which I talked about last month, and mm-hmm. um, the third Akatar book. Still reading that. But as for ones that, like, I haven't talked about yet, uh, I'm reading the second book of the Frost and Nectar se- series by C.N. Crawford. That's Ambrosia. Oh, yeah. Because I finished that book last month. I think I talked about Frost last month. Yeah. Again, I mean, I can't I can't even begin to read out the description for that book because it is so many spoilers for the first book. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a real good fantasy series. Uh, I am struggling a bit now with this book to keep reading it since reading fourth wing because <laughs> fourth ring just oh. blew everything out of the water so now yeah. i've gone back to this fantasy and i mean i, I absolutely love cn crawford i'm not saying anything about that it's just from one totally different in-depth fantasy book to this other fantasy book that is much easier to read it's more of like an entry level kind of i'm just struggling <laughs> now to yeah. get back into it yeah, I bet. Like, I find that hard too when you read something so amazing, and then like yeah. nothing else really meets that bar. Yeah, and I yeah. I don't like saying that, but it's true. It's sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you? Is there anything? 
Um, I feel like I'm just constantly dropping the ball here because I don't have any time to read. I know you don't. All I'm reading right now is uh, the featured read. And I mean, I'm still working my way through A Court of Wings and Ruin. Uh, so I'm reading The Unhoneymooners oh, by Christina Lauren. How is that? I've heard really good things about that. So I'm not reading it. I'm listening to the audiobook. Hmm. And I mean, I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm not too far into it. Just, I don't know, like not even a quarter of the way done yet. But it is, it is good. And I'm really getting more into the audiobook side of things because I can be cruising through books while I'm doing housework, while I'm working, while I'm... Very yeah. smart. While I'm knitting hats. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> uh, and fun fact, I had no idea up until a couple weeks ago that Christina Lauren are two people. I know I sent you the, yeah. the picture of the back of the book. I had no idea it was two people. I no. mean, I've read uh, a number of books now by Christina Lauren. And never did I know that it was two people. So that is really cool. That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So The On Honeymooners is a romance. Uh, it's 348 pages, but it's about like an eight hour audiobook. Okay, that's not bad. bad. I mean, you could cruise through that pretty easy in a few days. Uh, the plot. Olive is always unlucky in her career, in love, in, well, everything. Her identical twin sister, Amy, on the other hand, is probably the luckiest person in the world. Her meet-cute with her fiancé is something out of romantic comedy, gag, and she's managed to... F <laughs> stop, stop laughing at my stuttering. I'm not. I'm laughing at you saying gag. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's actually written in the plot. I thought you put that in there. No! <laughs> It's actually okay. written there. And she's managed to finance her entire wedding by winning a series of internet contests. Double gag. Worst of all, she, worst of all, she's forcing Olive to spend the day with her sworn enemy, Ethan, who just happens to be the best man. Okay, oh. here we go. Mm -hmm. Olive braces herself to get through 24 hours of wedding hell before she can return to her comfortable, unlucky life. But when the entire wedding party gets food poisoning from eating bad shellfish, the only people who aren't affected are Olive and Ethan. And now there's an all-expenses-paid honeymoon in Hawaii up for grabs. Putting their mutual hatred aside for the sake of a free vacation, Olive and Ethan head for paradise, determined to avoid each other at all costs. But when Olive runs into her future boss, the little white lie she tells him is suddenly at risk to become a whole lot bigger. She and Ethan now have to pretend to be loving newlyweds, and her luck seems worse than ever. But the weird thing is that she doesn't mind playing pretend. In fact, she feels kind of lucky. You know oh. how that's going to end. Enemies to lovers. Yep. Yep. Oh, I love those. Oh. Yeah. I've heard really good things about that book, though. And I see a lot of people reading it. Yeah, I, it's popped up a few times now on, like, the different book groups that I'm in on Facebook. And that's what kind of pushed me to to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, also, reason I'm even listening to audiobooks to begin with is because uh, with Scribd, you can get the 30-day free trial. So mm -hmm. I'm like cruising out audiobooks as long as I can while I have the 33 days. 
I mean, it's smart, but especially like you said, like it just works better with your day to day life anyway. So like, yeah, for sure. Yep. Okay. So the only other thing that we both have now is the featured read. Do you want to explain to our listeners what featured read is? Sure. Um, So basically, for anybody who's new that's listening, each month we choose a book that we are both going to read that we call a featured read. And we post it on our Instagram so that if anybody wants to read it along with us, they can. And then tune in at the end of the month in our end of month episode and listen to us discuss it. So this month we chose It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. Oh, I love Tessa Bailey. So It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey is very obviously a romance. <laughs> we needed mm-hmm. something very light after last month's featured read because that was, she was dark. <laughs> it lived up to its name. It That it did. Um, so Piper is fashionable influential and her reputation as a wild child means the paparazzi are constantly on her heels when too much champagne and an out of control rooftop party lands piper in the slammer her stepfather decides enough is enough so he cuts her off and sends piper and her sister to learn some responsibility running their late father's dive bar in washington piper hasn't even been in westport for five minutes when she meets big bearded sea captain brendan who thinks she won't last a week outside of beverly hills so what if piper can't do math and the idea of sleeping in a shabby apartment with bunk beds gives her hives how bad could it really be she's determined to show her stepfather and the hot grumpy local that she's more than a pretty face except it's a small town and everywhere she turns she bumps into brendan the fun-loving socialite and the gruff fisherman are polar opposites, and there's an undeniable attraction simmering between them. Piper doesn't want any distractions, especially feelings for a man who sails off into the sunset for weeks at a time. Yet, as she reconnects with her past and begins to feel at home in Westport, Piper starts to wonder if the cold, glamorous life she knew is what she truly wants. L.A. is calling her name, but Brendan and the town full of memories may have already caught her heart. So yeah. this has like really big Shits Creek vibes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 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 And I find oh, I like the small town. Yeah. Small town, the grumpy bearded main male character. Plus side is he's a fisherman. <laughs> like, yeah. This is... I love it. I'm hooked. But honestly, I'm only a couple of chapters in so far. Yeah, I'm 14% into the book. I love the the plot. Like, I know it's going to get a lot better, but right now, Piper just really pisses me off. Yeah. She She's really, a spoiled brat. really grates, grates on the nerves. Um, I read this book back in May of last year. So, like, I mean, I mean I'm not going to say anything to spoil anything, but I feel that her being such an unlikable character in the beginning is what's going to make the whole book just feel that much more wholesome after a while when you start to see you know how she is in this town versus how she is in LA it's yeah Yeah. and I know and I I'm expecting it like I know that she's obviously not going to stay the spoiled rich girl like 
I already know that. It's just right now, like, she's just pissing me off a little. How do you feel about the third person point of view? Um, I wasn't expecting that, honestly. I really wasn't because I haven't read a third person book in a while. I think the last one was either a Nicholas Sparks book or Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything yeah. besides those have been first person. Same. Same. But when I, that really threw me for a loop when I when I read this book and I was just like, oh, third person yeah. just feels so disconnected and like not personable. Mm-hmm. But I, it didn't take me long to get away from it once I started, yeah. once I got into it. But yeah, I think it's, it's, it's nice to switch it up every now and then anyway to get like the different perspectives. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, but I'm liking it's like, yeah. Like, I know, I know I'm going to like it because I love, like I said, like the the small town trope and enemies to lovers and, uh, yeah. I think it's going to be very, very <laughs> nice. Just have to stick with it. Yep. Yeah. I've been listening to this one on audiobook as well. Okay. And how do you... It, I don't know. It just, hmm. it, it feels nice having it being read to me. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Yep. I can see that. I can mm-hmm. see that. I need to try some more audiobooks, honestly. I haven't. Yeah, don't have Priest be your first audiobook. <laughs> that was that was oh, mine. Why and... not? <laughs> oh my god. The day that that started playing in my like car speakers because I forgot to turn off the Bluetooth was. I'm just happy that there was nobody. <laughs> there was nobody in the car. Oh, I was just going to ask. But I have learned now to always turn off my Bluetooth. Good Lord. <laughs> that would not be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get scribed. Get the 30 days free. And uh, and then you can listen to a bunch of... Uh, there's a ton of Colleen Hoover as well. Oh. Um. So yeah, I think this sums up our mid-month episode. Don't forget to check out our Instagram at my sister's TBR. I'm not no going to say. <laughs> uh, we post all of our featured reads and we do challenges and they're fun. So mm-hmm. keep an eye on that. I think our, ooh, our spring challenge ends soon in the next couple of days. I'll repost that again so that uh, people can Yeah. I almost have bingo. I don't think I can get it. No? I I. I can't figure out a book that has anything to do with Easter. Yeah, no, same. Let's just pretend that that one isn't there. Yeah. I wish that we, I wish we didn't put that in there. Yeah, if it was something along the lines of uh, something that, like, resembles Easter, because then it could have been something to do with a bunny. Trip. Like, a certain pet name. (laughs) Bunny. Maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll. I don't know. Can we do a little amendment and <laughs> yes, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. It's been fun again. And we'll catch you guys in two weeks. In two weeks. <laughs> <Whoop>. <laughs> uh, goodbye. I do know.